machine going on in the background yeah. and doors are shut i always hate how uh how not soundproofy doors are sometimes you know it's like you yeah. figure they they should block i mean it's like i uh, sound waves yeah but to compared me, to how you have the door look, open i'm just saying like sound <laughs> waves pretty to good. Me are pretty it's i mean like i'm just fascinated by science you know like i mean right. just like to me it's like once a sound wave hits a I solid matter, right now. yeah, we are. <laughs> once, as you're like angling around the mic once, to make sure it's picking you up. Once a solid mat, you know, a wave hits a solid piece. Yeah, you figure it, it, that should be like that should be the end of the story of that wave. You know, it shouldn't it shouldn't penetrate through. I shouldn't hear like. Well, you know, Matt. The only reason we hear anything at all is because the sound is vibrating air molecules. So without okay. without matter, we wouldn't even have sound. So it's pretty much it carries on the air molecules, I guess, or. Yes, all it right, vibrates and, air molecules. That, speaking of all this crap, all right, I'm going to skip ahead to some shit from like the latest se- the last season of Fringe. Like they were like, oh well, spoilers. Yeah, well, this is like a, a small spoiler. Okay. It was like they were like, sound can be kept in glass or something like 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 kept. Yeah, in? like 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 sound waves are residual in like glass apparently like i don't know how that was like it burned into it or something like that That sounds or, like some fringe science to yeah me. so they would like they would like well they like these, pick it up like fingerprints they basically <laughs> well they were using like sign you know equipment futuristic yeah. like equipment to pick it up and stuff and i was like what what i i could see theoretically how if a sound has hit a a block of matter that maybe the way it vibrated the substance mm-hmm. you might be able to detect Residuals. that that would be like some i could see that being some like 100 years from now science and that's usually what those kind of sci-fi shows go off of they kind of like they kind of take like little, what might could happen yeah and they spin that shit um but yeah i don't know it's just i i feel like those door i guess there's shitty doors though there's i wonder if you well, get like metal doors or something like that for your washer and dryer also there's a lot of space around the edges of the doors right right so what is what do they call that when it's uh when it goes I guess every direction it goes I mean like sound because that's what sound does right it just goes out in every does it go out in every mm-hmm. direction yeah um is that is that what do you, what do you a bird I don't know what you would call where instead of it being projected straight it's projected out everywhere uh, I'm, there might that has be a, a terminology for it I'm pretty not sure. one that I'm that's coming to my mind radiates. I guess so. Not really. All right. Uh, hello and welcome to episode 236 of Outlandish Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, with me and my co-host, Justin. Yep. Jeremy isn't here. He was sick. I guess we could have asked him, but I mean... Just, oh, all right. No, I just got promoted and I need to get in. <laughs> Justin doesn't want to take the chance on getting no, any sir. kind of virusy thing. And then I go to work. I hate. I really hate that about people. They're like, "Oh, I can't be missing, so I'll just go to work and give everybody else the virus as well." Look, I'm not one to assume people's immune systems are not going to be able to handle it. All right, 
<laughs> well, you should be the one. You know to, what they say about assuming, Justin. Yeah, so don't assume that their immune systems aren't going or oh, are going to be able wait. to handle it. That, that's one of those things. Like, wait, I can't look. Assume, I, if I, I, can't I don't want to assume. Wait, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't want to assume that if I fire this bullet at this person, that you know something could happen. So it's really not. <laughs> I'm not going to assume that physics won't deflect this bullet. Exactly. A bird could swoop in at just the right moment. Right. Like in that baseball game. Uh, all right. So what are you doing right now? Uh, right now? What, what are we up to? This, I'll go through the... Uh, this past week. I have we? gone through a bunch of games since... Uh, since last week. Since last week. Um, bunch of small I finished like, off... Games? Yeah. Well, I finished off a game called Little Inferno, which is like a little two to three hour game. Um Someone gave me a gift copy. I apologize for not remembering your name. This was like a month ago was this when on that Steam? was given to me. Yeah, um, it's a game. There's not a lot to it. it it's it, it's definitely what I would call an art game mm-hmm. because the mechanics and the just like goals. I mean, there's not there's not really. In fact, there is no way to fail at the game. Literally, no way. So what it is is you're you're a kid in a house. I don't. There's no parents. It's one of those kind of games where like. They omit a lot of information, and you're just supposed to go with it. So you're a kid in the house, and you get the uh, Little Inferno Entertainment System, which is a basically a furnace, like an open furnace. And uh, you get that, and then you can order things via the same company's catalog. And the only thing you can do with those things when you get them is to put them in the furnace and then burn them. And so... And uh, as you burn them, interesting things happen, like... Uh, I mean, it's real esoteric shit, too, because, like, you can order, like, a, a, a miniature, um, like, Pluto and Saturn and whatnot, and it's kind of a little, like, package deal, and you put them in there, and suddenly they have gravity, so, like, if you put anything else in there, the things start, like, floating towards the objects, and, I mean, if you put in, like, a um, a corn uh, a, a corn cob and then light it on fire, then all the little popcorn, it pops and whatnot, so they have little reactions that are kind of fun to watch. Um, there's, like, a chainsaw. With- sure this isn't just, like, an after-dark screensaver? <laughs> it's very much like a classic screensaver. Uh, and then to uh, gain access further into the catalog, you have to do combinations. So, like, for example, um, one of them, one of the combinations, you have to figure out what the combinations are, and, and it's just burning things at the same time. So one of them is, like, one of the combinations, is, I think it's called Best China. And you kind of look at your stuff, and you're like, oh, okay, well, there's a there's a plate, and then there is a um, some silverware. So you put those together and burn them, and it's like boom, you got the combo, and you have to that gets you through the um, game. And I mean, it's 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 fun and interesting enough because, as we all know, it's fun to burn things. So seeing how things burn, so it's a puzzle, puzzler. Kind of, yeah, it is. Yeah, I guess it's kind of a puzzler. Um, basically, that's I mean, that's really the only game mechanic is figuring out the combination so that you can get further into the catalog. Um, and then you get, to, and then you're also getting these letters from the girl next door who has also got a little inferno, mm-hmm. and she's kind of weird, and she asks for things sometimes. And then, you know, I, I don't want to give too much away, but it, it eventually something, ha- a few, a series of things I don't happen. Give too much away on this game that. Is well, I mean, I could tell you exactly what happens at the end of the game, yeah. but then there'd be completely no reason to play it. Uh, it's the kind of game. So the story is somewhat interesting. Then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's a mystery, you know. Yeah. You're trying to figure because you're also in this world. You get weather reports, and apparently, it's just been it's been snowing as long as anybody can remember, and the world seems to be getting colder. So there's all these kinds of like, what's going on in this strange area they've 
they've created. Um, it's the kind of game where next time there's a big Steam sale and it's like two fifty or less, I would recommend buying it then. It's not worth whatever. I don't know what it is right now. <laughs> if it's more than five dollars, it's not worth it. I mean, it's a it's a pretty game, you know. There's a, and there's I, you know I, there's a lot of work that was put into it, but it's just not a long enough experience, and there's no replay value mm-hmm. unless you just really like burning things. Um, so I played that and finished that. I played uh, a little bit of They Bleed Pixels. Yeah, I saw your tweet on that one. Yeah. Um, they, be, they Bleed Pixels is a really cool game. Um, it's definitely for people that like Super Meat Boy or um, Dust Force, for example. So it's it's based on, and it's it's very pixelated, so it kind of looks like a game that could have been on the six, on a 16-bit system, but just with higher animations. There's a lot of games like this. So it's, it is a 2D platformer. And you're trying to get through these platform, get through these levels, but it's also one of those like really hard ones where there's death spikes all around, and you have you need to have precise controls. But it's got a pretty fun combat system that's based on one button combos. Basically, you're this little girl who goes to you know like I don't know where you're. I think it's your orphaned or whatever, and you go to a home for lost girls, um, and you find this kind of HP Lovecraftian book. And you open it up, and it, and it turns your hands into these like two long claw wolverine type claw things sort of and that's how you attack and kill these weird enemies in this this alternate world you go into so um as i said it's a very difficult game um rewarding you know if you like those kind of um challenging games but i got to a point where i was on uh i think like stage three and it's the kind of ice levels Mm -hmm. where you just slide a little bit yeah or or a lot and you got to be real precise. And I just, I mean, I just, I, I, it's almost more like doing, than one. I feel like those levels are like almost like doing speed runs. Like it's definitely a game for speed runners. You just have to just constantly press and jump or something like yeah. You're sliding you got to yeah, you got to kind of plan what you plan to do next. Now there's not, a, it's not, it's more like a Mario game than a Sonic game where there's not a lot of like forward movement. There's not a lot of moving throughout large levels. It's very kind of compact and little segment to segment type. Lots of you know like. You can bounce off walls to get higher and things like that. And there's a double jump, uh, but on this ice level, I I just I mean I just like Aah! I just had you know like two or three of those, and it's the kind where like it'll give me a headache because I get so mad and just got to let that scream out. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't need this. I don't need this. You you win. They bleed pixels. You win. And it's the kind of game I enjoy getting into games that are difficult like that. But I like games. Similar to that, uh, like a Castlevania where there's there's enough fun and interesting things going on that isn't difficult, mm-hmm. and then the difficulty comes in. Not so much games that are like this is it's difficult right now. Um, at least on, it should be like at least on like a boss fight or like a semi towards the end of a like right end of a and, leveling and, thing and you something. can and it's the kind where it's segmented based on little checkpoints, so you can get pretty far. And then there's there's some frustration with a little bit of the controls I don't like. Like, for example, if you land on um, the long spikes, you just die instantly. But otherwise, you have like a three-part health bar. So the enemies can hit you and take one part. Or if you land on the little spikes, you won't die instantly. The problem with that is once you hit those spikes, you don't have a lot of control over your body. It's kind of like reflexes so, stuff. Yeah, so unless you're unless the spikes are at the same level as a, a safe area and you can kind of bounce your way back to it, 
There's not a lot of that in the game because, of course, it's supposed to be hard. You just kind of bounce three times until you die. But it's really frustrating because you because you get a little bit of control. So you're like, I, I no, I can. So then it just makes you more angry. It's like, just fucking kill me. If I'm going to land on those spikes, I'm going to die. Why would you even fucking bother? So you can hear the. Yeah. So I quit that game. Um, but it is really good. If you're in those kind of Super Meat Boy games, I recommend the crap out of it. Buy it cheap on Steam. Uh, I then started a, a game called Starseed Pilgrim. Now, Jonathan Blow, the creator of Braid, kind of an eccentric, outspoken game designer. Um, Have you watched that indie game? Indie game, the movie? No, I haven't watched it yet. Um, but uh, he had been talking about this Starseed Pilgrim. He just like I follow him on Twitter, and he was just like, if this is not the game of 2012, then fuck games journalism. I was like, whoa, you know, because hardly anybody had talked about the game. It had been released through the people's website well it just came out on steam last week which is kind of funny because it wasn't that i was waiting on the steam version i just was just didn't have a moment so i actually installed it and then it was like oh it's on steam now <laughs> and so all these people have kind of started reporting and playing it and starseed pilgrim's a game it's almost impossible for me to explain uh orally like through a podcast you're a dude in a 2d environment um, The world is made of these blocks that you can walk around on, and otherwise it's just white space around you. And you have these seeds that kind of randomly are randomly given to you, and each seed does something differently. And you plant the seed in a block below you, and then it'll grow blocks. And depending on the type of seed you plant, that's the type of block it creates. So it's almost like like kind of like a lemmings? You're trying to get across? Yeah, yeah. So you're trying to use your blocks to get... uh, Right, you're trying to get places with the blocks. Well... The thing is, is you're trying to get to these um, these uh, stars that are kind of out there in the white space. And as soon as you touch the star, the world you're in reverses so that all the white space becomes black matter that you can't pass through. And all the blocks that you have created and grown become the area that you can platform through. So the idea is that you're trying to get to a star but make sure that your blocks connect to the star because when you go into that space you get a key from the star and then you're trying to follow back through the block areas you've made without falling to your death or whatever because if you drop down a hole it doesn't automatically move the screen down for you if there's not anything at the bottom then that's considered like oh you fell to your death so you have to kind of take that into account and get back and then unlock your way and if you go back with enough seeds you go back to this hub world where you can put more seeds in so it's I mean, as far as game mechanics go, I've never played anything like that before. An A++ on game mechanics, and I'm kind of still going through it. it. It's also kind of a game I feel like, well, I've seen what they have to offer, and I'm not interested enough necessarily There's to... There's nothing that... The game mechanics don't change enough throughout the game. I don't like, get the sense that they do. To compel you to, like, keep going. I mean, I'm going to try and keep going to make sure, but as far as I understand, there's also kind of a mystery that you're yeah. sort of piecing together. Uh, let's see. How's your um, iOS War Turtle game going? Shell Razor is a game I haven't. I don't think I've talked about yet. Shell Razor is a really cool game on iOS. Uh, where you're these little um, you're these little red goblin orc guys, and you've got this war turtle, and you can um, build war embattlements on top of the back of the shell up to three, and you can decide what goes where and trade them out as you want. And then when you're in, and what it is, is you, um, in a 2D environment, your turtle is slowly walking to the right as green goblin dudes are attacking you and trying to, trying to stop you. 
And I mean, they're, they're little dudes running out with bow and arrow or they're in little like balloons. Kind of reminds me of the goblins from Magic. You know, they're really kind of kind of whimsical, especially the goblin balloons. And it's really good art design. And, and so, like, if you put a turret as one of your embattlements, you can um, hold down with on your finger on the turret and then move your finger in the area where the enemies are to kind of aim the turret. So it's got some interesting designs. Like, there's a kind of goblin that'll, like, he'll run in like a berserker and he'll just jump up onto one of your turrets randomly and then it turns it off and you have to swipe to get him off. So it's, it's real... Um, uh, it's 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 interesting, you know. It's it's fun to use with your fingers. You know, I can't think. Of, there's a word for that, but um, involving foreplay. Yeah, it's involving. And then you've of course you keep them, and and as you go through, you can sort of you find other red uh, goblins that are imprisoned, and as you break them out, they can they bring basically a new kind of weapon for you. So, like for example, right now I've got a flat cannon on top. And then on the bottom rung, I've got this this guy that makes war balloons, and they're just literally just like he can pump up these balloons that have a bomb on them, and then they float out in front of you, and you can move them around on the screen and then pop the balloon to drop a bomb. And then I've got like this healing guy in the middle that kind of heals. So, I I mean, I haven't really played a game like that before. Um, so, I really enjoy it. Uh, I recommend it. I think it's one of those $0.99, cents, maybe $2. Even if it's $3, it's worth it. Uh, and then let's see what else did I play on? Oh, and then, uh, Guild Wars 2 was having a free weekend. Well, it was one of those free weekends with strings. So what it was, it was like 20 bucks, like 30, 30, I think it's 30% off. Okay. So 30% off $50, I think. All right. So 40, I think that's 33. No, that's not right. Maybe 35. Would it be exactly thirty yeah. five? No, it wouldn't be exactly thirty five. Yeah, five dollars times three. Well, 15? three times fifteen is forty five. So like thirty seven. Well, you said thirty percent off of four fifty, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So that'd be yeah, that'd be thirty five. I guess so. Um, but anyway, so they sent out a lot of trial codes to websites like right. Curse and PC Gamer and whatnot. So you had to like, like I had to go to PC Gamer site and I had to like them on Facebook and then get the code and then unlock them on Facebook. Sorry, PC Gamer. It's not that I dislike you. It's just, I don't like you enough to like you on Facebook. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, not only that, but you get, yeah, I mean, like, it's like, uh, you know, I don't want people to know that I like certain things. You know? <laughs> well, I'm not worried about that so much. Um, I mean, I was like, I liked Puzzle and Dragon for a while just because yeah. I wanted to keep up with them. Yeah, but I just, I just don't need, I just don't need them on my Facebook. That's all there's <laughs> to it. Um, but I got the code, so I started playing that yesterday. Um, Guild Wars Two, it is an MMO, mm-hmm. you know, which is actually what was kind of disappointing about it to me because I liked Guild Wars One because all, you had these hub areas, but in the actual questing areas, it was all instanced. And, in fact, you're expected to bring friends. So, if you didn't, you could hire these mercenary guys. And that was fun and unique. I liked that you could play it solo and have these mercenary dudes that would run around with you. And you could kind of find ones you liked and ones you didn't like. And you'd build a team with up that. with them. Build like a team, exactly. Guild Wars 2, that's an MMO. You, the, the, nothing's instant. Well, that's not true. There are instanced parts of the main quest. Mm-hmm. Nothing like WoW hasn't been doing at this point. Phasing um, with phasing and whatnot. Sort of. I mean, it's not actually phasing. You get your own, but yeah. Um, but otherwise, you're running around the world, and just like any MMO, there's fucking people everywhere. 
which is really annoying. I mean, Hawkinson, of course, the classic Hawkinson was being sarcastic and he was like, those are called single player MMOs if you don't want to play with other people. And yeah, I get that, except there aren't a lot of games that play like MMOs that you can play single player. Like, I was interested in, that's the place where I was right now. I wanted to play, because MMOs are a nice casual experience. If you die, it's no big deal. There's not a lot of difficulty to it. I was thinking, you don't really have multiplayer RPGs, you know? What are you saying? Well, yeah. I mean, like... What's your point? Well, I'm saying, like, you don't have RPGs that are multiplayer without them being MMOs. You know, you don't have, like, you don't have, like, a Final Fantasy game where it's just, I get to play one of your party members, we get the quest, we get to do the game, and that's it, you know? Right. It's everything's progressively, we've got to keep beating the new guy, the expansion guy, and all, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. Well, I think in those cases, it's just easier for them to just make an MMO instead of making a... You know, multiplayer well, I mean, that's, that's RPG. what I mean. That's what I consider Guild Wars One to be, though. It's just a multiplayer RPG. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it that's, was very unique in that way. I, I mean, it seems like they that's a genre that could easily, you know, that was a niche that could have been filled right there, or like Diablo, the Diablo right. series. But uh, I will say that it's kind of interesting because there are kind of events that'll happen in the world. So it'll be like event. These bandits are trying to bomb the bridge, and you run over, and everybody kind of helps together to. To stop that from happening. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, otherwise, I wish the, everybody would just fucking go away and I could play on my own. Can, can you still do the changing, though? Can you change zones or whatever? Like, change servers or whatever like you used to? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. There's some funky shit going on there. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you pick your server at the beginning, and then you can't change server, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. But apparently, you can guest to another server, but that has limits to it. I don't know enough about it. I also know that like I picked a server and then I loaded in and it was like, oh, well, you can't get on the Queen's something shard. So you're queued to get on that shard. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that is. I thought I was on this other server that's not named that. Uh, And then at some point, like after about an hour playing, it was like, oh, you're ready to go to this other shard. Do you want to go now? Do you want to go back to the queue? What do you do? You want to leave the queue? And I was like, I guess I'll go now. And then I did. And sure enough, the people that were in front of me disappeared. But then other people came in because I thought like, oh, I'll get to go to another shard where there aren't that many people. But I suppose if I had to queue to get into it, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. So I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, you can pay real money or you can gather enough some some sort of resource to move your characters to another server Hmm. but um the your fucking washer sounds weird because it's doing it's a little uh, agitating i guess oh yeah the agitation back and forth yeah back and forth so now the actual playing of the game um is really unique but at the same time, not very different from Guild Wars 1. So in Guild Wars 1, as you'll recall, or anybody that's played, you sort of had almost like a deck of cards in a way. Yeah, but They the weren't powers? called cards, but yeah. So you, you didn't just have all your powers. You had like a bar of like eight powers, and you decided, oh, I'm taking these powers as I go out. And, and then as you completed quests or leveled up, you could actually go and seek out new powers, which was really cool. I like the idea of that. You sort of had your, your, your setup. Yeah, I think it was like you actually had to like complete quests to get them. Like you had to go yep. find certain areas and stuff. Yeah, and that was fun. Like we, you would end up kind of 
going out and exploring to the world and finding this guru in this cave and learning this new meteor power or whatever. Um, but in this game, it's real weird. You still have your little bar of certain powers, so you don't have access to your powers all the time. But you've got basically like five five powers that are actually attached to your character that you can change out. And like you, primary you, powers and secondary well, powers or something like that? Well, yeah? sort of, but they're just they're not really primary and sec. I don't know what you would call them. They're just different. So on the right, you've got like, for example... I uh, rolled a Mesmer, and I started off with this healing power. Okay, cool, whatever. And then I just leveled, if I got to level 11, or well, I don't know what level I got to last night. And I was like, oh, cool, you got a new, you can choose from a new power. And I got to choose from a list of powers, and that added it to, like, the number 7 slot. And I guess you can acquire those and trade them out or whatnot. Then on your left side, but all those seem to be support powers, I would say. On your left side, your actual main powers... And those powers are based on the weapon you're wielding. Hmm. And you don't get to change those powers. Oh. So, for example, I started off with, like, I guess a short staff, I think. It was a one-handed staff. Maybe it's a wand or a rod or something. And it's kind of interesting because you automatically start off with the first power unlocked. And then as you use the weapon, it'll start to unlock up to the fifth power. Hmm. And your first power is just, like, your basic attack. Although it's kind of different for every weapon. So... Um, and apparently, like, if you have a, if it's a weapon that, it's, if it's a two-handed weapon, then you get up to five powers. If it's a one-handed weapon and you wield it, wield it in your main hand, then it unlocks three powers. And then the last two powers are unlocked by whatever you're wielding your left hand or whatever, or in your off hand. So you can kind of switch those up a little bit, and that's kind of cool. But otherwise, you're set with the powers depending on the weapons you have. Uh-huh. There's not a lot of customization there. And it's not like most MMOs where you just have all your powers and you just decide which ones you use whenever you want, but you have access to them all. So it's it's unique in that way. I'm not going to say it's bad. It's just different. Um, it might frustrate people who like having a big set of powers. I kind of like it because it kind of focuses. And so far, the powers are kind of interesting. So, for example, I'm playing a Mesmer. And what they do, they're all based on illusion. and And, and so you have a lot of powers where it'll be like, uh, like for example, like your main attack, it'll, you have kind of a combo meter and I get the sense that everybody has this. So like when it hits on the third one, it's like, oh, hit once the second hit does more. And on the third hit you do more and you create a clone. And then the clone, it's kind of weird because it's like, oh, you're making illusion powers, but the clone is like attacking them and doing damage and stuff. So that's, I don't know. It's kind of confusing, but I don't know magic. Um, and so, but then you also have a power where it's like. You kind of go into a counterattack stance for three seconds, and if someone hits you, you kind of blur and move over to avoid the damage, and you make a clone. So you you end up, like, at the end of a battle, you've got, like, three or four clones, kind of, like... And they do certain things. They don't all just, like, clone whatever you do. Like, certain clones are melee clones and other clones, and it'll tell you, like, oh, on the third hit, this makes a, a, a clone that casts Ether Blast or something. Um, and then you have buttons that you can hit to... Uh, kind of explode your clones and either do damage or do like a dazing effect. So there's a lot of versatility hmm. there. But it was really weird because I was I had gotten used to these spells and then I was like, oh, I got a new weapon. Oh, it's a staff. I'm gonna put this on. And it was like, okay, well, you only know how to do a basic attack. You're gonna learn to need to learn how these attacks. Also, they're all different from everything you've been doing before. So it's fun unlocking all these new abilities all the time. And like for example, the basic attack on the staff is kind of interesting because it's just a blast. And what it does is it automatically it adds a random negative effect to them 
But when it hits, it also bounces around to you and allies, and every person it hits adds a random positive effect. Hmm. And some of them stack. So if you get lucky and get like three of one in a row, or before it all runs right, out, on this one you need everybody to be having stabs. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, though, right? Because like you may be going along and like, man, this weapon really sucks, but I really like these I abilities, like these and abilities. I haven't gotten a better one right now. So there's a little bit of potential frustration if- there. I wonder if it's the weapon that levels up or if it's your proficiency in that that levels up. Because I'm curious, like, could I just yeah, go I buy your, an axe and it has, like, the five of them already on Yeah, there? I think it's it's your own proficiency now. Because I remember looking at, I found the little table where it shows you how good you are with certain weapons. That would have been cool to be like, I'll just go trade with somebody real quick. I'll get the long sword that's leveled up to 20 or something. Yeah. <laughs> and... yeah. No, nope, I don't think so. Because um, that'd be cool to be like, yeah. I play Guild Wars too. I level up weapons for people and I sell that's them. That's what you do. Like, like, yeah. That's what you. I run out and I kill all these random things and then I just sell the weapons. That's how I make my currency. Um, my plat. It's got. I mean, you've got. The quest system's kind of interesting because, like, you'll come across. So far, I mean, I'm not very far in, but in the first area I came across in those little cutscenes, the guy was like. This person kind of needs help over here, and this person's having trouble with that, and this person's having trouble with that, and then it drops you out, and you don't have like a quest log. It's just they're on your map, mm. and so you can see if it's like an empty heart, that means they have quests to do. If it's filled in, it means you've dealt with it. So that's a little different. Um, there's the viewpoints. Do you remember those in Guild Wars One? You would find those certain viewpoints, and if you got there, you'd get like I think so yeah. exploration experience yeah. or something like that. So those are in there, and those are on the map. So it's a little bit of fun. You got to do a little bit of acrobatic, you know, like oh, how do I get up there? So there's fun in that. There's a crafting system. I don't give a fuck about crafting. Is the last thing I get into on an MMO. That's the thing I get into. It's like okay, I'm serious about this game. I'm going to play it for a while. Now I might give a shit about crafting. Otherwise, that shit is just that's just money. Well, usually you find out like crafting isn't the best thing to do. You know, like yeah, well, like, exactly. Or or like, it might be, but if it is, it means you've got to fucking spend all these materials and get all these things together, mm-hmm. and and then you might be able to make an item that's better than this other right. thing that you can go get. So I, I don't want to fuck with it. Um. I guess the free trial is up on tomorrow morning or something. I'm going to play some more today. I may or may not keep going. Um, the thing I like about MMOs, uh, one thing I've always used them for is because it's a nice casual experience. It's a great way to get into new albums. So like, I like having my own music playing in the background of a game once I decide that the music is generic or boring or meaningless enough or I've heard it enough. Um, and MMOs are really good for that because it just it's a lot of kind of you know, something to do. It doesn't take a lot of concentration and I've, I've got all these new recent albums I'm trying to get into. So I don't know. I might keep going. It's a nice break because my, my alternatives are to like start up dark souls, which is a very complicated, like you need to focus and get serious and you're probably going to get mad a few times type game. I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't know if I want to get mad right now. So I don't know. I'll see if I'm still enjoying it. I might roll up a thief and see what that's like. Did you beat Asura's wrath? No. You started playing it, though, right? Yeah, I did. I, I, got, I got sick of the combat. Oh, okay. That game, it's, it's like, that game, it's interesting. It's crazy. It's it's very anime, there, but there's a lot of quick time events, and the quick time events aren't annoying, but the problem is they built that game around quick time events, mm-hmm. and then the actual combat I found frustrating and unfun. So I just didn't have enough to pull me through. I mean, there's so many games. Unless I get really into a game, I, I it's like, 
at this point I'm trying not to just finish games just because I have it. Um, and it's easier when you're not buying games at full price to be just like, okay, I'm done with that game. In fact, I think you already traded that in for me. Did I? Yeah. But yeah. So, there it is. Okay. That's what I've been up to. Uh, what have you been up to? Matt? I watched. Uh, I've been watching just movies. House at the end of the street. House at the end of the street. How was that? Because it looked real generic. All right. Well, the spoilers. Like, okay. This is so, the one with Jennifer Connelly. You probably no, forgot. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Listeners, uh, you probably forgot about this movie. Well, it come in like right before I think Silver Linings Playbook did or Hunger Games. One of those. I mean, like she had put out like three movies this that year. Yeah, I, I want to say it was like during the summer last yeah. year. And um, so like. I thought it was supposed to be like a sci-fi. I mean, you know, not sci- but like a paranormal kind of like yeah movie. No, it's not. It's, oh, it's just suspense. Yeah, it's what it is. Okay, so like halfway. Let's like, let's so, go ahead and go through it. Well, like at the beginning of the movie, potential spoilers. I thought there was like kind of like a possession thing going on. All right, so like this little girl. Uh, oh, so it's like a classic hallway. creepy girl. Yeah, she's like in a hallway. This little girl, and then, like, her parents are like, what, what's that? I think I heard somebody, blah, blah, blah. So they get up, and they go in the, mom goes into the hallway, and she sees, like, the, the the girl there, and she's like, oh, are you okay? Oh, you out of bed? And next thing you know, she just gets attacked or whatever, and jumps on top of her, and then it cuts to the dad, and dad's like, oh, what? What's that? And then he's, like, watching the door, and then the door, you know, he's still watching it, just flips back. And then... The door knob like turns a little bit, and then it just opens up, and then she just runs and just jumps on the guy. And you, there's a hammer or whatever. Who's and, the like, she? Who is this? This girl. This girl. The you don't know girl? who it is. Yeah, you don't know who it is. Oh, the little, little girl, girl attacks the mom. Yeah, attacks attacks, and then attacks woman, the dad, and then attacks yeah, attacks the dad. Wow. And then like the quote and then unquote she dad. just goes running off. Like she just this is the beginning off of the, movie. the woods. Yeah. Okay. And then it's like four years later. <laughs> okay. Or three years later, something. I think it's four years, and and then like, I think the name was Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann was the girl that ends up attacking the parents or whatever. And then, like progressively throughout the throughout the movie, like they move into this house that was next to next to this house, house at the end of the street. Okay, they move into this. They were Who's able. To, they new people. Uh, Elizabeth Shue and Jennifer Lawrence. Elizabeth, new people. Yeah. Okay. Elizabeth Shue is the mom, and Jennifer Lawrence is the daughter. Okay. And they're like, oh yeah, we were able to get this great house so cheap because. But what? First off, all right, I really hated this scene because the mom walks in, she's like, "Wow," and I was like, "Really? What? Did you rent this place without fucking looking at it in the first place?" <laughs> Do they not explain that? No, Maybe I they, mean, she's uh, like, "Wow, man, this place is really like." I was like, "What? You didn't check this place yeah, out?" Yeah, because the guy's like, "On Trulia, let me show you your place," and like, what? Like, who? What? And so, like, yeah, we were. The mom says, "Yeah, we were able to get the house so cheap because of this house. What happened over there? The double hom- double murder that happened over at this house." And, and I'll stop you there and say, like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, usually I mean, you might get a house cheap because a double murder happened at the house. Yeah. But even then, it's like, oh, the, there might be some ghosts. The, the crime rate wasn't that bad. I mean, it's like because of yeah, crime, it was like a, a, a home, yeah, like right. Something weird happened here. Yeah. Some a crazy, you know, family. So, um, they're not going to come back <laughs> and then go so, next door so, to kill you. They're like, ah, oh, so nobody's, no, nobody's, and then, like, they find out that the son of the parents has moved back, and he's living in it, mm. and he's, like, fixing it up or whatever, and then, like, throughout the Jennifer movie, Lawrence's age? Yeah. Yeah, 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 much, yeah Okay. Yeah. So it becomes, like, a love interest. <laughs> sure, know, sure, sure. So, like, then you find out, like, oh, shit, like, he's had 
his sister locked up in the basement of the house or whatever. The one that's crazy. Yeah. Apparently. So then like about 45 minutes into the movie, she like breaks free. She's already broken free like once. And then she breaks free a second time. And he's like, she runs towards a car with a knife. And, and she's about was, what age now? 15? Uh, she's about 18, 17, 18. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and so like she runs to this car and this, this, this couple is making out this teen, this teen couple is like making out blah, blah, blah. Just, she's like, Oh shit. And she's like, Oh, what, what did you see? And like, I saw the chick running towards me with a knife. And of course she's not there anymore. The brother went chased after her. brother's holding her, like holding her like, Oh, do I say mm. nothing? and then like ends up breaking her neck. Whoa. And what? I was like, I was like, wait, this is fucking halfway into the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this all about? So spoilers on how this movie ends up turning out. Okay. Uh, like apparently, like he's just mentally ill and everything, and he's been running around kidnapping people as his sister. Because oh. apparently, like when he was a kid, he accidentally like his his daughter, his sister accidentally died or whatever, and his parents were like crystal meth people or somebody or something, and they made him like dress up like his daughter, like like his sister mm. and like role play as if he was his sister or something. Mm. And so he was like, no, I need Carrie Ann or something like, Oh, I so know, it turns so out that he was the little, out, the little girl at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And he accident, he was the one that killed. I see his parents. So I was like, you can't uh, make a horror movie these days that doesn't have a twist. Yeah, has, no one uh, makes it now. So I was like, you know what? Uh, I was like, oh, it was an okay movie, I guess. You know what I mean? But I was like, I immediately was like, wait, so wait, why is this movie still going on? Like, why is this movie? Like, I thought the thing was like. The, right, they kind of like, give away the twist yeah, yeah. by removing the <coughs> removing the danger. Right. You know yeah, immediately, like, well, okay. Um, that she wasn't. Because I was like, okay, maybe she's going to get. Maybe she's. <coughs> I thought. And then I was like, okay, maybe he killed her. Now it's going to possess somebody else. Oh, the, you know, the spirit yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, I was looking for some kind. Because I thought when the first movie first came out that it was like House of the Internet. Like it was a possessed house or something. Like, oh, yeah, movie. yeah. Like, but no, it was, just, it was just like a psycho movie, you know? I mean, just. Hmm. Uh, I watched Django. I, I liked mm. it. Um, yep. Uh, I watched, uh, I really like, I mean, I, I was, it was hit and miss with the soundtrack in Django, but it was like, <laughs> I liked but then it would start playing like some modern, Hip-hop? Day, like, yeah, yeah. I really, yeah, I didn't really care for that. Um, cause had, yeah, you're right. But then even t- it had some good spaghetti Western like kind of music. With right. The Django. Oh, I love that. I mean, yeah. Like, Django. But then, but then it would be like. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what? We're gonna go bust a cat. Yeah, like, what? Like, no. what? What? <laughs> what? You gonna get your Uzi and what? Huh? What? But I mean, yeah, it turned out. It turned out pretty good. I liked. I liked. Yeah. Uh, definitely There's liked it. A lot of good scenes. A lot of good mm-hmm. uh, lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Um, it, it it turns into blazing saddles for about five minutes during the uh, the KKK scene. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> it was really uh, funny, but at the same time, it. Like people call that scene out as being really funny, and I agree, but it really doesn't fit into the rest the of the movie at all. It interrupts the atmosphere of the movie. Like. Yeah, like I would, I, it's just because it just, I mean, it really it goes into hysterics at that point. I don't know. I guess, I guess, but it follows a little bit of like just the lunacy of just like they would just go up, just like, especially with him, and he's like, he kills the sheriff, 
And then he's like, go get me the marshal. Yeah, like, now go get me the marshal. I mean, there's a lot of like, and then the next next part where they end up killing the brothers or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he's like, I, and then like, gives like a speech about how like, and if you kill me, you'll be hung by your neck. Yeah. Um, but uh, I really like that movie. Um, watched uh, Silent Hill last night. Ugh, boy. The new one. It does actually play off. Yeah, I heard about it. The uh, original movie. The really weird ending where you, of the original movie where you're like, don't how really, do they make a they don't sequel really, to this? They don't really explain. Oh, no. You're kidding me. They how, don't. How they get out of that scenario? Out of out of the Silent Hill yeah. world? Yeah. It's just like, she's like, and she came to me and she's like, I brought her back to you. Now watch over her. And then she just fades away from this mirror that he's looking into or whatever. And then the daughter just appears on the couch. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what, what? that's what you call... Uh, getting the actress, the original star of the original movie, out of the sequel. I'm surprised she showed up at all. Maybe yeah. she was CG. At this point, they got CG so good that if you just need them for a few minutes, well, they probably just took like a scene from like the the movie at the end. <laughs> I, just, I don't think I've seen that that yeah. particular actress in anything yeah. else. So uh, she I mean, was a man she was, on fire. That was it. That was pretty much. I mean, yeah. Like, what are you doing, lady? Yeah, that I mean, you can't come back to Silent Hill too. I, she's demanding more money. That's what she's. Doing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, <sighs> I assume that's one what of those ba- horror movies with like bad graph, laughable graphics. It was and laughable, was laughable acting gore, over gore. You know, it was just Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a fight where. Are there like, any good deaths? It was. I mean, because the first one had the scene where uh, Pyramid Head like rips the skin off that lady oh. and throws I mean, it, it at, the, like, at the door just, as they're going in. So that's like a really cool. It had some cool gr- gruesome stuff where it would just be like the guy was hanging upside down. They were cutting a piece off of him and then frying it up on a like. Hmm. And then, uh, but it had it, it, like towards the end. Spoilers if anybody who cares. I don't uh, care. Uh, spoilers for the new Silent Hill. Like movie. he ends up, she ends up apparently killing. The, the other chick, like the the bad chick or whatever, by like her good outweighs the bad, I guess. Oh my God. And like, so they embrace and like, she's like, I'm taking you back and whatever. I'm going to, and like, the other chick's like, no, and like, I guess blows her up with goodness. I don't know what the fuck happens. There. That that explains, so this movie just came out on Redbox, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. That explains a tweet I saw retweeted randomly. And I was like, what is this in reference to? Where somebody said that. If it if it turns out that what wins in the end is just the power of good, then you're a shitty screenwriter. I'm gonna guess they're probably talking about this movie. <laughs> well, and then I was just like, "All right, sure." <laughs> yeah. And then she ends up like, like going to this chick that's like part of the order, the people that I guess are trying to like bring order to chaos, the chaos of Silent Hill, I guess. Or something. Mm. They're wanting to end up killing the chick, but bring in a new god to, like, take over like and do the bidding, like, I guess to replace her, but also do good with stuff. I don't know. But anyways, mm. so they end up, she ends up, like, finding out that she has the power to bring the dark side over, I guess. So she brings the dark side over on this one chick, and she has, like, razor blades in her head or something, and, like, so ends up having, like, Kevin a in the sword woods. and, like, she has well, she has saw blades on like her head right here. It's like eye, kind of like his eyes or something, but they're like coming in through Hellraiser. Her head. Yeah, something I don't know. And something looks like <laughs> this is the cabin god in the woods. Yeah, it looks like some. This is the god that they raise. No, no, this is like the woman that wants to raise it. She turns her. She when she grabs her hand, she makes her go into the dark side form. I see, or whatever. 
and so turns she sees what she really looks yeah, like. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, she's like, let's see what you really look like. She actually says that fucking line. I think. Oh, okay. And uh, she she turns into this this chick with fucking saw blades for eyes and like sword and another blade or something. And then she, I guess the chick ends up commanding Pyramid to come in and defend her against this chick. Mm. So Pyramid Head fights her. What does she gets, fight with? Her good powers? No, no. I'm saying she. The, okay, the, the good, good the good person right. commands Pyramid I see. To, to defend her against okay. the chick she just turned into the saw eyes chick, right. saw blade eyes. Um, I'm not going to ask why she has that power. I, well, because she beat the other <laughs> chick, I guess, and so she actually can command the darkness. Oh, and Pyramid Head's part of the darkness. Okay, so she def- she. I'm just nodding. So Pyramid Head starts to defend. her. Heard so you get do you get an awesome action yeah, sequence well, or just, kind of a it's shitty just fighting one? and like pyramid head like gets stabbed through this you know, whatever I assume pyramid head sword. getting stabbed wouldn't really phase him much. well you know he's like oh, oh really I guess they're like oh my god no my pyramid head. and then like she sh- chops him in the pyramid oh and like starts raking it down like the side of his pyramid hmm. but then he just lops off her head oh okay all right uh, and yay then, pyramid head. and then he just like he walks off be you know, like kind of like done my job you know, <laughs> see you later guys i'm a drone and then that security bot so that brought that brought back her dad was in this i don't know if he was in the original but it's sean bean i don't i don't know the guy's name who's a bad guy he played oh, a bad guy oh. in one of the old um uh uh james bond movies pierce brosden he played like a pierce brosden spy one they fought on a satellite that's how i remember the satellite dish and he was he was he was a double O agent as well, and then he faked his own death or something. I guess. Oh, one of those. And Wait a minute. Come back. Isn't that every James Bond? No. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not even. Gonna but say. you would know the guy. Who, oh, he, never mind. Game of Thrones. I don't even know. He was the main the dad in Game of Thrones the first season. Oh yeah, Sean Bean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lord of the Rings too, right? Yeah. 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 Too. Man, I don't even know why I was like went. I went with James Bond movie. Like <laughs> I didn't Pierce even know he Brosnan was in that James Bond movie. <laughs> that was before he was anybody. That was way back. That was nineties, so, right? So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I picked like a commercial he was in, like as a kid. Yeah. You know, like, well, you know, remember he was in the McDonald's commercial. Yeah. He was in Ghoulies Three. Run him. <laughs> you know, trolls. He was in the movie. He had a trolls. bit part. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, like. <laughs> Uh yeah, so he 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 plays the dad in this, and they rescue the dad, and the dad's all like, at the end they're like, "Come on, let's go," and like he's like, "No, I gotta find your mom," and so he go, walks back into the oh whatever. well, so we can have a third movie, and then the, these cops start showing up, and they start driving into Silent Hill, and then the Silent Hill mist appears again, and I'm like, oh, I guess there's gonna be a third one where cops are trapped in Silent Hill. I don't know. I wonder how well it did. I, I'm guessing there's probably not gonna be a third one. Well, it wasn't 3D. We didn't watch it in 3D here, but. Uh, <sighs> I was, I was. Did you I have made, the option, but you were like, "Fuck it." No, well, I, mean, I forgot until like midway when they started doing a bunch of stabs at people and stuff. <laughs> <the screen>. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, it was in three D <laughs> in the theater. That's why there's a bunch of stabbing and swiping and like jab, you know, just any kind of motion towards the, the screen. The best, the best dopey three D thing I ever saw was way back when it was still new. Yeah. And the Is this first, like a mud bloody Valentine when they throw the no, axe in the ring or something. No, I never saw that one, but um, because it was still new and interesting, me and my friend Jason, we went and saw the the Journey to the Center of the Earth, oh. Brendan Fraser movie. You know the one I'm <laughs> yeah, talking about? 
Where like bugs are flying out of there. Yeah, the part where they like when they fall in the hole, it's like, whoa, and they throw the flashlight up in the air so it flies right in. So in the movie, I gotta find it on YouTube because he's he's got a book about like it references the Jules Verne book. Oh, okay. And he's like, We have to go to the center of the earth. And he holds the book out at the screen. <laughs> we fucking lost our shit, man. It is the best one ever. Yeah, I'm telling uh, you, when they just get they get when they, they overdo it. It's like you look. Yeah, I mean, I don't even. I mean, I don't. Even, of course, I mean, granted, in a horror movie, they're trying to do that. Like right. that's sort of what people pay for. They right. want to like, oh, this shit's in my face. Right. They should really make a new Jaws movie and make it 3D again. A new one, or just yeah. like 3D? Well, I, mean, I don't think I, they. Could, I'm really surprised they haven't remade a Jaws movie. I mean, or honest made a to new God. One? Well, I mean, the revenge was like such a death stroke on the series. I mean, it was do- it was dopey anyway to have all well, these killer I sharks. I mean, the 3D one was hard. I, I mean, I'm just, they should oh, really Jaws, Jaws release 3D. that again. Like, just <laughs> at the water park. Because when he blows up at the end, it's just like bits and pieces just go. Yeah. And, just like, and oh. that was classic 3D. Yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the second through, well, of course, the fourth one. I haven't seen the second or the third one in years. All right. But the yeah, first they, one's a classic, though. That that last one, though, man, it's just like they, there's a lot of funny stories about the Jaws: one, The Revenge. There's that's, that's the one where they where they make it shock itself, right? And then they ram it with the boat. Uh, spirit. That's the one with his mom, right? And Michael Keaton, Michael Caine. Yes, the one with Michael Caine. There's a I'm famous pretty, quote from Michael Caine where he was like, I think he's that Mario like, Peoples in it," or he was like. Jaws the Revenge is a, maybe a terrible movie, but it made an amazing house because apparently he got paid a ton of money oh. from it. There's, it's one of those movies where there's like, I think there's like a book written about it because of the, the creation the is so crazy. Like- yeah. The things that, how it got made. Um, but speaking of movies, we just got back from Oblivion. Mm-hmm. Everyone should see that. If you like sci fi at all, you should see that movie. You really it, liked it? I loved it. Granted, well, I don't want to, I don't want to talk too much about right, it. Right, right. But just it's just visually stunning, and it's it's a, there's a lot of sci-fi porn in it. Like you get to, you get really get to know the equipment that they use and whatnot. So if you like that that kind of um, methodical, really getting to know the systems and 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 seeing how things work, the drones are cool, the the vistas are cool, the just the the premise is really cool, and then it pays off. I feel like I mean I was I loved it throughout. So everybody should go see that. Um, I saw Super, yeah, which is uh, stars Rain Wilson, who you know as Dwight Schrute from The Office, and Ellen Page. That movie is fucked up. <laughs> is the best way I could describe it. I think, it. I think it's a little slow to start, isn't it? I mean, doesn't it take a little bit? For I, him? I, didn't, I didn't think so. Okay. Actually, if anything, I thought it. I like it because it's. I like movies like Scott Pilgrim and and movies like that where you can watch it over and over again because there's not a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like it, this is one of those movies where there's constantly you're constantly interested in everything that's happening. There's not there's not those conversations between characters where you're like, oh, I know what the point of the scene is. I know they need to get to this part. I know what's going to happen. I don't give a fuck. No, I constantly didn't know what the fuck was going to happen next. Basically, the premise is that Rain Wilson's wife leaves him and he has a vision from God. <laughs> The Christian God, um, and he, he's had multiple visions before. So I mean, I won't get into like how they resolve that, but he has a vision from God, and he gets the idea that he needs to become a superhero. So initially, it's that classic kind of almost like Kick Ass, where it's like 
if a person tried to be a superhero. Um, but there's a lot of really funny violence <laughs> and a lot of really just, I mean, the violence, it, it, it's almost Cronenberg. I don't even know how he get. I mean, it, it's like really like just, you, you got to kind of, it's one you kind of turn your brain no off. There's no way you get away with, with like just. Exactly. Yeah. They would figure out who he was. They'd find him. <laughs> But still, I mean, because he ends up like he tries to he tries to fight crime, but just as himself in a suit and gets his ass kicked. So then he goes and buys uh, one of those. Is there plumber a wrench? Yeah, a like, plumber a, wrench. A crescent, just one of those big. I feel size. like there's a word for that. Maybe but, crescent wrench, but I don't think. I think that no, I don't think it is a crescent wrench. I think that's a different kind of wrench. Plumber, Basically, it's a plumber wrench. It's the kind of wrench you get in a video game if you're going to use a wrench as a weapon. <laughs> the Wreck-It Ralph. Big, the, Fix it, Felix. Yeah, <laughs> the big kind that weighs like a good like ten pounds. The kind right. that if you hit a person with, you're going to break bones. Um, fire departments would use them. Open fire hydrants. Exactly. So, um, and there's this girl that works in a comic book shop, and and that's Ellen Page, and she's like really weird, but. She's totally into comics, so I mean, I, I highly recommend seeing it. It's it's funny. There's a lot of good humor in it. It, it um, uh, and the story actually plays out really interestingly to me. Um, it's also worth seeing if you're excited about Marvel movies because this guy, this fucked up director, he also directed uh, Slither, which was the weird kind of B horror comedy from a few mm. years back. I think it also had Nathan Fillion in it that did. one. Yeah. Nathan Fillion has a has kind of cameos in this movie. The chick from Zack and Mary, I think, was in oh there. yeah okay. He also and way back in the day, if you uh, uh, he uh, directed a, a trauma movie, as in the Toxic Avenger, mm. uh, Tromeo and Juliet. So he's got that kind of like B movie fun going vibe going on, and he's who they have tapped to direct Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Which now, who is, are Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't even know why they're trying to make a movie out of these people because even us comic book people don't know shit about them. I mean, I'm sure some people I do. I bet Brian knows about them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, serious Marvel people know who the fuck they are. I don't... Usually, those kind of teams... Don't you got to question that kind of shit, though? It's like, really, guys? You're putting your money into this? I, yeah, I don't know what... But at the same time, I really... I really support like that kind of bravado. You know, well, the yeah, they've been working on it. Like, they've been like, working on it off and on for some a like while. Young, some like... Some like you know that that started off like kind of an independent movie uh, right series then i think yeah i don't know what the holdup is on runaways but this guardians of the galaxy basically it sort of sort of kind of makes me think of green lantern in, uh-huh. in the sense that the idea is that for our galaxy these are the superheroes that we don't even know about because right. they protect the entire galaxy and so you've got like weird aliens i mean one of them's a talking raccoon but this movie just come out right i mean it had santa claus easter bunny uh <laughs> No, no, no. That was Jack uh, Frost. Yeah, I don't remember. Rise the name of the of Guardians. Rise of the Guardians. Right. So, I mean, it's going to be like a a big summer blockbuster type movie. But I love that they have this crazy guy on it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the characters are really weird and interesting. So I, I'm all for it. I hope it. I just hope it doesn't flop because it's got flop written all over it. Uh, especially as people continue to get inundated with superhero movies. So far, yeah. there hasn't been like a big drop-off. I'll be interested to see how Iron Man 3 does. And, of course, Avengers was one of the biggest movies ever as far as making money, so certainly the interest is there. Um, I wonder if this will see like a big spike in Iron Man 3, like from Iron Man 1 to Iron Man 2, then Iron Man 2 to Iron Man 3 because of Avengers. I wonder Maybe. if people I think, are definitely going like, yeah. to be a lot more like, oh shit, I want to see how this character Iron Man is the, the most is the most popular hero from mm-hmm. the Avengers. Far and away, I would say. Because there's a lot of people 
like when Avengers were coming out, a lot of people were like, oh, I should probably see Thor and Captain America before that comes out. And I'm like, those are good movies. Captain America is a great movie. I love that movie. Directed by the guy that did The Rocketeer. See, these are the kind of interesting, and the fucking, they got Kenneth Branagh to do the Thor movie. So they just, and they're looking at having Edgar Wright do Ant-Man, Edgar Wright of Shaun of the Dead and Scott Pilgrim. So I really love that they're doing this instead of like, let's get Mick G and Michael Bay. Let's shit all over the Marvel franchise. I mean, they had Joss Whedon direct Avengers, of course. So, I mean, I'm just really excited with what they're doing with Marvel movies. Well, I mean, I think Joss Whedon was a great choice because, I mean, he writes comics, too. I mean, Exactly. Like writes, I mean, so... Plus, he does... Um, everybody says, and, I mean, you can see it, he does ensemble casts really well. He, mm-hmm. he knows the fun ways to have those characters play off of each other as opposed to just characters that are just happen to be together. I feel like Joss Whedon is those... He's becoming, a like, a different Tim Burton, like the opposite of Tim Burton. Hmm. Like, he's not a goth Tim Burton. He's like... The opposite of that, because, because of the, the whole casting that he does nowadays. Like oh, I was watching the Much, much Ado, Ado about, about Nothing. nothing. Well, like, <laughs> like he, he's like, he brings, I mean, he's friends with these people. You know, yeah. a lot of a lot of directors do this. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> Much Ado about Nothing is the all star cast of. Is Nathan Fillion in that one? I yes. Think he's, he's, oh, okay. He, he makes a. He's like, what about? But not the guy that played Angel. No, David Boreas. Yeah, no, I don't I think, think he, he hasn't done anything. He's not like a Joss I mean, Whedon guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's more like kind of like a Sarah Michelle Gellar. I think you know, like kind of like right. With, well, we haven't seen Sarah Michelle Gellar in a while either. No, she broke. I think she severed ties with that shit. Like, because hmm. she was the reason why Buffy ended. Far really? Oh yeah, she was like, I don't fucking bitch. Do this shit anymore? They should have replaced her. Yeah, they should have replaced her with. They killed uh, her off in one season, I think. And well, no surprises. They should have replaced her with. Uh, oh, what's her fucking name? The girl from Dollhouse. She was like oh, another vampire yeah. killer. Elijah Dushku. Yeah, should have replaced her with that, or just fucking replaced her. Who gives a they shit? They did replace her with that, but then they were like, "No, we can have two Slayers at one time." Oh. <laughs> then they brought in some poor black Slayer. She didn't like. I don't think she did much. I mean, like, <laughs> just to point out, uh, poor black, poor black Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, she come in, change one syllable. She did like, I think, like a cameo or something, and I think they killed her off. Like, really, I mean, oh. I don't really know what happened. I don't remember mm. in the series what really happened. I've still her. never seen Buffy. I know I'm supposed because every time she would have like a death experience, that's when a new one would get like initiated. Oh, right. So when when she would just like die for like. A minute, or you know, like yeah, a, a they're like, oh, we gotta send a new one in. Another one would be like uh, revelation that she was like a slayer because oh. it's like a, it's kind of like a Highlander thing where it's yeah, like yeah, get passed on, right? So like, I've still never seen that series. That's one of those series that I kind of want to see because everybody says how good it is. But well, it's, it's like Lost. It has you know, it has a, like a bad season in it's, there, so. and it's called the first and the second season from everything I've read, and I'm like. But I need to see that the stuff. Origin. I need to origin. Some people are like, you can just skip ahead. And I'm like, no, but I don't. I need to see, but I don't want to watch the crap. There, you know, and it's, a, it's one of those 43 minute show hour, yeah. you know, you know, 43 minute shows. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. One of these days. One yeah. of these days. I one do love Joss Whedon. I love the shit out of Firefly. Before you watch any of that, you need to watch a show called Life. It has the guy from uh, Homeland. And also Captain Winners and Band of Brothers, the redheaded guy. He was also in oh yeah, uh, I like Dream, that guy, Dreamcatcher. That show was really good. It I really guess it wasn't, Matt, because <laughs> it got canceled. Really, we don't make that argument. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> right after talking about Firefly, <laughs> Firefly. At the same time, people always talk about you know, like Firefly is why you can say that even good shows get canceled. I can't think of a lot of other 
good shows that got canceled. Rest of development. I don't think that was canceled. I mean, they had like a good... Well, no, you're right. You're right. That was also uh, killed by Fox. <laughs> I can't really... It's like, I can't... Well, uh, name some non-Fox shows that got canceled that are I really think, good. Well, you like Jericho, but... Yeah. Mm, mm, uh, I don't know. I mean... I mean, I didn't hear that it was amazing. Right. It was It was like a cult. It's like a cult thing. You right. Know? Like, well, they... I think they... They brought it they back. They paid for like some they, internet... They season. brought it back, and then it got turned into a comic book after that. That's the worst thing. Like, I'm sorry. Even yeah. if I love a show, I don't give a fuck about a comic book version the of the Buffy, show. The Buffy comic book was pretty good. I quit Season nine? It. Yeah. Whatever. Season eight, I think it was. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, but, uh, and that's one of those things I hate. That, that's some other shit I hate, is when they, like, attach the name to it. It's like how Stephen King's Dark Tower series comic book was a hit. Stephen King, sorry. And it was like, he had like a bit, you know, like a hand. <laughs> I like think he a, wrote the first yeah, issue. Yeah, and like he had like a little bit in it. Yeah. But it's like, it's not authentic, you know? It's not. Right. It's it's like Josh Wheaton, he's like, I think he wrote like the first six mm-hmm. issues of the Buffy se- the comic book series. And it's like, oh, now it's all by other people. Yeah. And I'm like. That's how they it. hook you in. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I guess I'll get mine. That's how comic book people are. Like, mm-hmm. like well, I've already got 12 issues, so I'm, i got to keep up with the collection, man. No, you don't. Like, if you looked at my Aston- Astonishing X-Men, you would notice it trails off as soon as uh, Joss Whedon got done. He wrote it for a while, though, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he wrote 26 episodes yeah. and 26 issues. Speaking of comics, uh, did you start reading Invincible? Haven't, haven't picked it up. I need to. Oh. I want to. Mm-hmm. I'm at... I look. I in the, at least in the television show I'm at, where at the end, uh, his dad runs off or whatever. Like he just. Oh, freaks I keep forgetting out. there was a show. Yeah, he just freaks out and just. I. I mean, I guess he. I don't know. I don't know what really happens. What the? What was in his dad's mindset was like. So they got he to the beats part the where shit he... out of his son, and then he's just like, you know, what? and just takes. A, I mean, yeah. I guess he's just the realized. I don't know. I mean, he's like, I don't know what mindset he was in. He was beating the shit out of his what son. They said. I don't know. I, I don't remember why he leaves like that. I don't I know. If just, it's just I like, think he just feels bad. Yeah, you know, like he, of what he's turned like into. He's not going to kill his son, right? But I, I mean, that's what I don't get. Is like, of course, I don't really. I mean, spoilers for Invincible, right? Like the whole thing is like I don't ever understand the whole insurgents thing. You know, like because that's what he was, right? He was like an insurgent. Who is he? Dad. The dad. No, he, wasn't he like? Well, I thought he was like he insert. He was there to like make way. That's not an insurgent. Oh, I thought insurgent was like when you plant an insurgent is a rebel. Oh, then what is it when you plant a spy? Uh oh, a sleeper agent. Okay, well I never. I'm because it always seems like sleeper agent always backfires. (laughs) Well, it's storytelling, right? Because they always get attached. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) you're right. They, I mean, because the well, the, the the premise they always give, which is that this has worked on every other planet, like in every other case they didn't get attached, but in this, because you know it's humanity, man. Right. We're lovable people. Right. We're lovable beings. Right. We have the capacity for good. Right. So we change, you know, and it's always like they're always like these simple weak creatures, but they have something in them, something that something that I admire. And they've tried to like spin that shit off with Superman every now and then. Like that he was he was actually like sent here to like oh really whatever. and yeah, they've tried to spin it off in a couple in the times. comic books or in different in both formats, formats. in all formats oh. I mean I, I think they've always tried like the red you know the whole red sun well thing. in Smallville like, his dad was an asshole right he was a villain right <laughs> yeah Jor El yeah well 
but at the end it turns out tough love when you're like (laughs) life lesson things you know like Oh, okay, that Superman movies is good, doesn't it? Oh. Man of Steel. You don't, you're not excited about it. Are you just worried it's going to be a disappointment, or are you uh, just disappointed? Are you already annoyed with some of the things that are? No, it's different? just you know. I mean, like, I don't know. You know, I wonder how much they're going to change up from like all the other origin oh. stuff, and like, yeah, you got to go with it, man. Origin. I mean, like, I really like. I hope he's not a reporter. I hope he's not a reporter at all. He just I, doesn't have a secret identity. Well, no, he has a secret identity, but he like the trailer makes it look like he leaves home and wanders around for a while. Like it looks yeah. makes it look like he's a steel worker for a while or something. Ulrig, um, Ulrig. They never show anything about him becoming a reporter. I, I get the feeling at the end of the movie, it's like, so do you need a job? You know, <laughs> well, well, not to Superman, right? But you know, right? He shows up at the the Daily Planet at the end. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. For whatever reason, I don't like Superman the Reporter. I, I guess that makes me a bad Superman fan. Well, no, I mean... I guess, I'd, I guess I'm more interested in... That's classic, so like, let's try something else. Maybe, yeah. he, maybe he's not a reporter in this universe. What would you have him be? I have no idea. Well, I mean, something you wouldn't, that's interesting. You wouldn't throw him into like a rescue, though, right? I mean, otherwise, I mean... You wouldn't throw him into like police officer, firefighter, oh, medic, or anything. That would actually I mean, be kind you? of clever. I would think it would be like... It would also let him... Ta- Actually, that's a really good alternate identity for any superhero because it kind of lets them... Except for the fact that... <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like... he would, Except for the fact that he would be a really bad first responder because he'd never be there as his alternate identity. I guess that's a bad idea. I'm sure that's why... Guys, there's a fire. Uh, I have to go to the I restroom to... <laughs> real quick. <laughs> I'll be right there. And then he shows up and saves the day, but then his other alternate is like just gets fucking fired after a week. You're never at any fire. He'd have to show up to enough like fires where he's like, I think I can. I think we can handle this one without yeah. without Superman. Like he couldn't really like walk the beat as a cop. You yeah, know? and like, hey, there's a crime way over there. Wait, that was way out of your precinct, man. I don't even know what you were. How did you get there? You were totally. <laughs> there's probably uh, an mean, interesting story in there for for some kind of superhero that plays that. It would need to be something like. It would have to be something where he gets like some leeway, right? Right. With some free, he gets he has a lot of free time or something. Maybe he's just a writer. Maybe he's just a creative writer. That would be the easiest. I mean, that's what um his dad is in Invincible, just a writer. Hmm. So that way, yeah, there's no never has to be anywhere. No, right. I mean, just, just a deadline. But I can just meet that up really quick. Done. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm. I mean. I don't know. Yeah. Which are you more looking forward to, Iron Man three or Man of Steel? I really like Iron Man. I don't know anything about that one. I've been okay. avoiding trailers. On well, that I one. just want to see more, well, more Pepper Potts and him like connect mm-hmm. and stuff, and more like actually get like I like I like a lot of character development, and like like a, getting in touch with themselves and yeah. stuff, and like becoming. It's gonna be disappointing know. seeing and hearing those two talk. Not Joss Whedon's script because it's so good in the Avengers. They're yeah. little, they're little chatting at the beginning. I mean, that's Joss Whedon. He does, he does, he writes amazing dialogue. So it'll be like, oh, I hope it's also good. He's it's also the I first mean, one not directed by John Favreau. So we yeah. kind of like. Mm. At the same time, Iron Man two not great. I wonder how they'll write off the driver not being there anymore. <laughs> I like to hope that he'd still be there. Yeah. As the driver, but it was fucking stupid in Iron Man Two because he was like his fucking superhero sidekick, even though he's just a dude. Like, come on, Jeff, John Favreau, stop inserting yourself, <laughs> stop making yourself look awesome. 
<laughs> you lost a bunch of weight, but you're still just a dude. Yeah, I mean, I remember when he, what was it? I guess, was it Swingers? No, it wasn't Swingers. It was like, one movie, he made it, and he was just like jacked. He was just like, like he had been working out and stuff. And yeah, just which like, one is that? It was probably a Vince Vaughn and him movie. It wasn't. It was. It was like Suicide Kings. Maybe that's the name of it. I can't remember if that's hmm. the name of it, or something with him and Vince Vaughn. This is a good episode for Jeremy not to be here because we're just doing all this genre talk and <laughs> movies and whatnot. Right. And Jeremy would just be like, "I don't know Tappy, what you Tappy. guys are talking about." Last movie I saw was I don't know why this. The Never Ending Story was Song of the South. Like I was just being like. <laughs> Jeremy's not a racist guy. I just, well, no. Guys, I just want to clarify. There's not a there's not a particular but, reason that uh, Matt no, associated that movie that with Jeremy. That came into my head because I, I'm I, was, serious. I had read an article about the most... I think I had talked about this on the last podcast. It was about some racist like, yeah. characters. And it had that guy... And I, How I could, can that I'm be sorry. racist? Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-a. That is catchy. What's the problem it there, guys? It, I don't think it's the song so no, much. No, no, no. It's, it's not the song. It's, no, there's, there's a series. But I guess when I was... When I was a kid, it doesn't seem... It, I don't remember the movie. I never actually saw it. I just... I saw part of it. I don't know. At some just, point. Well, as kids, we don't see... I'm saying, talk about, talk about this. Django was just off the wall. Like, just horrific slavery. Like, just... I mean, I was, I'm sure that's the way it was back in the day. Well, it was yes. definitely like, whew, boy. Without without the, the, you know, the free slave running around shooting people and them, like, right. being blown well, off I mean, their feet. <laughs> By the shot. Now that's another thing. It was like, it got gory quick. Yeah. Well, he walks up and he just blows the head of a horse off. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then shoots the other guy's head yeah. off, I think. <laughs> but but in a fun way. You know, it's, it's meant to be fun. <laughs> right. It was Inglorious Bastards. Exactly. Very Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. In fact, it was a little too Inglorious Bastards because too it was like, well, yeah, because it was like, Oh, I'm Quentin Tarantino, and I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna I'm gonna insert myself into this classical period where there were horrible racists, and we'll kill all the horrible racists because that it's it, that's what people want to see, and, and we'll make it gory but fun but also serious. So I don't know. I just I want Quentin Tarantino to make another crime drama movie. I want I want more what? Pulp Fiction, and Reservoir Dogs, and Jackie Brown. He hasn't made a movie like that since the '90s. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. Uh, or if he's not going to make a movie like a that, because he talks Maybe about like, a movie. oh, I'm trying to make, yeah. oh, I don't want to be constrained. But it's like, yeah, but Kill Bill and Glorious Bastards and Django all have a kind of over-the-top violence theme to them that kind of, he's definitely era-esque to me. Yeah. So hopefully he'll enter a new era. Like, make a fucking sci-fi movie. I, I want to see what Quentin Tarantino could do with sci-fi. I'm sure enough, I'm sure he'll make a, a silent black and white movie next. Um, all right. Let's see. This email comes in from Joey. It says, real, hey, time, Joey. real time strategy with time travel. Is that a sounds few wonderful. Weeks ago, I don't know how many. Matt, Matt, I think, asked if any anyone knew a game with time travel in it that when you change some something in the past, it affects with the future. We should check out Akron. Akron? 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 A-K- no. No, A-C-H-R-O-N. Akron? Yeah, Akron. Uh, real-time strategy with time travel, uh, Hmm. Let's say you attack a base the other player can go back in time and plan an ambush for your troops before they get there. Whoa. Then the player attacking the base will see 
his troops being attacked before he or she even gets to the base and so on. There's, how a, does that... there's a podcast that talks about it in case you want to listen. Flashesteel.com, episode 137. That's a cool idea. I'd have to see the... I'm have sorry. to see how it plays out. Well, I'm sorry. I'd have to see the Metacritic Metacritic <laughs> average on that one. Uh, this one that doesn't in. make all my decisions for me, but right. there's a lot of games. We used to talk about this when you'd go into a game store. You'd be like, oh, this game looks really right. cool. And then it's like, $10. Mm, uh, there's got to be a reason I've never heard of this before. Yeah. <laughs> $10 uh, just comes in a jewel case. Yeah. Uh, but this sounds really... Uh, Look, it has the number six after it. That means they've made five other ones. <laughs> Deer Hunter 6 has to be the best one. Uh, Jonathan writes in, says, been a long time. Hey, JJM. Oh, yeah. J-J-M. That's right. I started listening to you guys in the summer of 2008. Wow. Uh, I think that's correct. I took Year second, one. I, I took, took a second job at Home Depot at night from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m., I was permitted to listen to music on my shift, organizing merchandise in the garden department. Instead of music, I found your podcast and liked it from day one. I listened to you guys and NPR. Oh, that's a wow! Uh, I found I found your podcast. Uh, I think you guys were discussing Kara at the time as, as new content. So yeah, it's been a while and pretty interesting too because this is the first time that I know of where a game has created such a subcategory of information that was in some ways more entertaining than the actual game. Flattery will get you nowhere, but the truth will. Oh. Flattery will get you everywhere. Uh, I really have, in a way, grown with you guys. I always felt like you three were friends of mine after a while. I found myself laughing on my commute to Atlanta as if you were friends in my car. It made me feel less lonely and really helped me avoid all the negative monotony that comes with the weekly work grind. In 2009, my, my new girlfriend's best friend died in our house mm. in the living room. Ooh. I was really disturbed from that for a while, but your podcast helped me help me help keep me on track. Uh, even though you guys are complete strangers to me in reality, your humor and silliness, my word, my word, not an actual word. Apparently silliness is an silliness is an actual word. Okay. I think pretty sure. Wouldn't it be the the silly of ness? I don't know. <laughs> the ness, what? The, the, the Nis of Silly, uh, got me through a very bizarre and depressing time. I just wanted to take a moment and write you guys because I feel like in some way I kind of owe appreciation for your show. I'm not sure what the future has in store for Outlandish, but I'm very grateful that I was in some small way a part of it along the way. In closing, I really wish that one day I can develop a friendship with a couple slash few friends in real life that has a realistic and fun concept that the U3 bring to your podcast long live outlandish forever you guys will always be okay in my book sincerely jonathan aka spiderweb ratchet justless server uh you guys actually read an email of mine from spiderweb all my friends are backstabbers years ago give me a call anytime i'm down to earth dude that would love to hear from you guys a phone number yeah. <laughs> Here's the phone. five 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 well, that's one of the best letters we've ever gotten. Thank right. you very much. That makes that's letters like that. It's so cliche it's, to it's say. It's what makes makes it all worth yeah, it. Yeah, makes it's what makes us keep doing it. It's what keeps me coming in. If I didn't get one of those letters, I wouldn't. I just I'd hang myself. <laughs> you would hang <laughs> just, hang by the neck you, until just dead. Go, yeah, until we are dead. <laughs> Thank uh, you very much. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. It's always. I mean, that's what's great about when we would do those meetups. Yep. 
Which, by the way, BlizzCon tickets are going to sell 24th. Uh, Just FYI, that doesn't mean... Yeah, I'm not going to fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So ridiculously... How, do, how, how quick... Like, Speaking of the, the conventions, PAX tickets. How quick did they... I mean, like, I don't know if there was controversy with... I like, don't know either. What, was there a problem with the ticket sale? Based on what Gabe tweeted, I was like, wait, are they, are they saying there's like 13,000 extra tickets that can't be processed right now? Because hmm. he tweeted like, there are 1,500 people in queue. There are 14,000 tickets available. But I know people were like, oh, shit, all the tickets are gone. Hmm. So maybe there was a so problem know, where it was yeah, saying that the tickets were gone. He was saying that they were working on the issue and like... I didn't even... I mean, usually... I don't... They tweet so much about strip search that I'm like, come on, guys. I'm, yeah, that's I, enough about strip search. If, if you're into that, that's cool. But Jesus. So I was surprised when... Uh, oh, what's his name? I'm sorry. Um, Tycho? Morinor? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he changed his Twitter name. Nick? Um, Nick? Nick, yeah. Uh, was like, well, it looks like I didn't get tickets. And I was like, how the fuck? And I, I don't remember them announcing tickets. Yeah. I, um, I don't remember the announcement. So I didn't catch them announcing when they were going to sell. You're usually so blabby about it. I, I thought we would know damn yeah, well. I figured when you tickets. at least have like half a day. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. It's getting to that point where PAX is so popular that yeah, it's selling out fast. Damn PAX. That's okay. That's PAX damn. Prime. Yeah. We want to go to PAX East. Yeah. They need a PAX I don't know. Central. That's in Boston. Yep. Wow. Too soon, <laughs> Justin. Never too soon. They catch that round yet? Yeah, they caught him um, uh, Friday oh, afternoon, evening. evening. He was like hiding in a boat or something. Oh, it was okay. kind of weird. I don't, right. I don't know why you do something like that and don't leave the city. I don't know how you get caught, honestly. I mean... Yeah. You, I mean, they had... I'm, the- I'm just saying, like... I'm not... I mean, I'm like... If you do something that, that bad, you really need to plan on dying. Like, I mean, like... Well, and I think they did. I mean, you, know. you need to, like, cyanide yourself. I mean, like, you aren't... You were, you have fucked yourself. Like... It's always these people that... I don't know. They're just... Well, because, like, the, the reason they came across them is because they fucking robbed a, a store and, and carjacked somebody. I mean, that was like, hi, we're here, right here, come get us. You know... And I got all kinds of opinions on that. And that situation. was like the whole. And then, like, apparently, I saw a bunch of people tweeting about like, "Oh, Jesus, Reddit's going to blow up about like how apparently they found the guy." Like, but apparently, they were just throwing out everybody. That oh they yeah, saw pictures. Well, of. shit, they fucking. You know, if they contributed it at all, then you know, good job. But at the same time, they also fucked this one guy over because they were like, "I think this is the guy." And then a bunch of people were like, "Here's the guy," you know, and then. That guy started getting, you know, like a lot of attention, and it turns out it wasn't him at all. So, right. I, my thing is, like, so they killed the one guy during the shootout that crazy Thursday night, I think. And they had the other guy, Eyes On, and he got away on foot after, like, the entire police force and SWAT in Boston it. was around. And, and apparently they couldn't set up a perimeter, but, like, we have helicopters with UV. I just I don't understand, and and then so it annoyed me when they when they tracked the guy down the next day. Everybody was like, "Yeah, Boston PD's awesome. Yeah, that's how we do it in Boston." And I and I just wicked, wicked. Now I'm like, but how did they let the guy go in the? I, I don't want to, you know. Yeah, arm arm armchair armchair police armchair, department <laughs> armchair but police. It's just that that seemed odd to me. Yeah, I mean, and then the other thing that bothered me. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that bothered me about this week. 
another thing that bothered me is how people were like people will talk about how strong a city Boston is and like you can't keep the city of Boston down and like that's what you expect from Boston and to me when you say things like that I know that you're trying to you're trying to feel positive down everybody else yeah it's like oh yeah because if they had bombed Dallas you know those Dallas people they're fucking assholes and they wouldn't be able to hold up and laid down and died yeah they'd have been in hysterics they'd have been surrendering no it's America. It's 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 humanity. Like thought, there are more good people than bad people. You don't have to be talk about how amazing Boston is and how they're going to be strong. We're all going to do that. My thing is like they lock down the city. Like I was like, how the fuck do you lock down a city? Well, that's a little bit of a news, you know, yeah, um, hyperbole, right? So the the quote unquote lockdown was just like you know stay indoors, right? You know, I don't even know. It wasn't like a curfew it wasn't i mean i don't think you were gonna get arrested if you're wandering around sounds like it's a pretty big fucking city it was seven million people yeah yeah i mean like how you gonna keep seven i mean like yeah and they they had actually started to loosen it up and let people kind of you know go about we were listening to it they were talking about you know public transportation was shut down yeah um cabs were shut down and all that um yeah, I mean, I'll, that's the kind of thing where I'll be interested to see the like Times article that comes out in a couple months or something. Mm-hmm. One of these organizations that'll write like a nice ten-page story that explains what went down and how it all happened and whatnot. But I mean, the thing that bothered me about it is how many people were like sending prayers and thoughts and donations, and if you can donate blood, you know, and, and people to and and to Boston and and the same day that happened. 55 people died in Iraq in explosions, and it was a fucking news blurb. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand the news. Of course, that's a, that's a commentary on what's wrong with news. But at the same time, it's a commentary on what, what's wrong with people and who they give a fuck about. You know, as if you're not uh, uh, if you're not a uh, Christian white country, then uh, sorry, Muslims, ah, fuck them. You know that that seems to be the the subconscious impression that you get from people. Like well, nobody think, gives a shit. I think that's humanity, though, is that we're just self centered. Like we have a lot yeah, of, and I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 then so the thing that bothered me was the next day there was a horrible explosion in West Coma, Texas, which took a while for me to understand right. that people weren't saying West Texas; right. they were saying West. No, that's the name of the place. So West Coma, Texas, uh, a plant explosion. They're looking at like 15 people died there. You know, it was like, it was a much worse loss of life, but nobody gave a fuck. Why? Because it was, it wasn't a terrorist attack. Yeah, it, wasn't, it was just it wasn't an accident. An but that doesn't, that doesn't change the loss of life. Right. That doesn't change the horrible thing that happened to these people. There was no, like, I didn't see much. I saw very, very little of like sending prayers to Texas and, and donations and Texas, West Texas is in our thoughts. No, nobody gave a shit. It didn't matter that four volunteer firefighters were at the scene and were, had evacuated most of the surrounding people, saved un- unknown number of lives and died. Uh, no, it was about the, the Boston runners that kept running to the hospital to give blood. Oh, fucking heroes. But no heroes in West Texas, apparently. So. I just had a lot of frustration about the way people were reacting. The media, right? It's towards the media. It's towards the average person. Like if you saw on Twitter, it's towards people I follow on Twitter that I like that were outpouring. I mean, you had one person who's a marathon runner, and they were and they were talking about like that's what I expect from marathon people. Marathon runners are good people. That kind of ties back into the like Boston are good people. Other people aren't good people. Yeah. No. If there was a bombing at a bake sale for like a Taylor factory or whatever. 
you, would you have people that are like, well, that's what you get from factory workers. Yeah. Factory workers are good people. No, they're called humans that are good. Uh, so I, 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 and it, and it's shitty of me to even complain about it because people are trying to be positive. Yeah. They want to mm-hmm. think good. They want to, they just... want to find good in the, in a bad situation. But the dissonance just really, really irritated me about the, the whole week. And then the bravado. People will make fun of, like, the America, fuck yeah. But as soon as the Boston PD caught them, it was just the exact same kind of fucking bravado. So, it was just, and it was a bad situation, obviously, because of what happened. You know, it was a terrible thing that happened. And then you got the people that, as soon as they found out that they were Muslim, you know... I mean, granted, we're not friends with those kind of people. Well, I had a coworker when I came in the day after the bombing, and like one of the first things she said was like, "And, and it's because we let people into this country." And I was like, "Are you fucking?" Ki-? I told her I was like, "Are you kidding me? Do you realize how ignorant that sounds?" I I, I brought out the old like, "Yeah, because you know, uh, you mean like us? You mean like all us people who were from other countries when we came in and moved all the uh, Native yes. Americans off the land? Are you?" And it's those kind of ignorant ass Americans that just. It makes me so misanthropic sometimes. So, sorry. I had to get that well, this email comes in from Roger. Next email. He says, old people. So this ought to be good. Hey, guys. Roger from Tampa Bay here. I'm a UPS driver. My delivery area is in a retirement community called Sun City Center. As you might expect, everyone that lives there is age 55 or older. My first day delivering in Sun City, I was ran off the road by the classic little old lady... Who could Little barely see lady. over the steering wheel, I'm sure. Picture a four-lane divided road with a speed limit of 25 miles per hour. I was in the left lane heading east. She is on a, on a side road wanting to turn left to go the same direction I am. She pulls out in front of oncoming traffic, goes across the median, which is allowed there, and starts coming into my lane. I blow my horn, and she keeps right on coming into sure. my lane. yeah. I move into the right lane, still blowing my horn, and she proceeds to continue into the right lane, Mm -hmm. at which point I drive into the grass and stop. The whole time I was blowing my horn, lol. My supervisor is in the jump seat and says to me, good job avoiding that, and welcome to Sun City. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, One other interesting fact about my life in Sun City is that it is a golf cart community. It sounds like a fake city (laughs) in a comic book, by the way. Yeah. It's where... uh, so, uh, what was that? Kid guy's Flash. Name? I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of the guy that he it was the sun century. The century he was like getting the power, the power of a thousand or a hundred, a million suns or something like that. That was his slogan. Like that was his power. Like hmm. he, I have the power of a million suns. I don't wow, know, like, that's a lot of power. It's a lot of power. Is that a Marvel? Is that a Marvel? That's a Marvel, Marvel guy. He's, he's one of the. Of, he's one of those space heroes, he was, right? Like he's no, so powerful. No, he, he, gets he was an accident. He drank. A million his, story, his story is really weird. All right, he was oh, okay. like he kind of had almost like a um, like kind of a uh, Scarlet Witch kind of like blinked into reality. Kind of. Oh, like, I don't know her origin either. Like, I mean, I thought, well, no, she saying, was the son of I'm Magneto. Saying, yeah, but I'm saying son, I'm, I'm talking about like a House of M kind of thing. Where she, oh, I see. Where he kind of he he kind of willed himself into like what? being. I don't. It's you'd have to. And read he's the not a book. space hero. He's not. He doesn't run mm. around with Silver Surfer and all those. No, guys. no, no. He's a he's an Earth guy. Wow. He drank. Supposedly, he drank something from a scientist thing, and it gave him the power of a million suns or something like that. So, what? How does that power translate? Super strong, fast, fight. Oh, he's Superman. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Marvel. 
Marvel Universe. Well, the, Marvel and DC, they both <laughs> yeah. have like their versions of the other guy. Uh, one other interesting fact about uh, God, is the golf so cart community. Justin ought to love this. Oh, boy. They can drive anywhere in Sun City in their golf carts, and the best part is you do not need a driver's license to operate one. I think that's a – you know what that is to me? To me – that shows intelligence from the people that decided on the system because they were like, look, we can't keep these people off the road. Right, right. Let's th- at least give them smaller, weaker vehicles to run stuff and be like, here you go. Have a golf cart to go everywhere. So maybe they'll stop driving. He says, yeah, let that sink in. I have seen some terrible accidents involving cars and golf carts. You can still run a person over. Not pretty. Anyways, they need to have like podcast. they need to have bells and, and sounds on their vehicles, sort of like a like a cow's bell so you can keep up with where the that it's coming up. Uh, I really enjoy listening to you guys, Roger. P.S. Ups will pick up Roger. packages at your house slash apartment, but will charge you a fuel surcharge of 10 bucks. Although, in your case, it sounded like you needed to take that particular package to the UPS store, which I have to fucking do that again. I wonder if that's Roger we met at, met at the BlizzCons. I don't think so. I mean, he was a truck driver. Maybe he decided, like, but he didn't. I mean, to unless stop. he moved down to Florida. I mean, he was over in like he was in Texas. Ohio, I think was he? I think he was in, in like Texas. Arizona. I'm just. I think I'm just because the names are the same. You know, I'm just trying to ago. fit. I'm just trying to fit them in. He's still <laughs> on my phone. I can text him. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> Roger, are you in Florida? Uh, this comes in from Justin. It says more bullshit. Uh, a few weeks ago, I sent an email about celeb names I hate. I thought of another name I hate. Garth. Can't think of any celebs named Garth. Probably because everyone named Garth is an utter failure. Do any of you know anyone named Garth that is worth a damn? Garth Ennis. If so, Garth Ennis. If so, please let please let me know so I can sleep tonight. Garth Ennis wrote my favorite comic book series, <laughs> The Preacher. Also wrote a really good run on Punisher mm-hmm. and some other stuff that I, I, mean, I, I think he's The Lost or Lost. It's some series that got kind of popular mm-hmm. recently. It's supposed to be really violent. I mean, that's. I wonder if his brothers were Warren Ellis. I know Garth Ennis. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally wrong there. Uh, no, he's not. He's not brothers with Warren Ellis. Uh, Michael writes in with crickets. Hi. Uh, invert invertebrate listener. Seldom writer. Invertebrate is that right? Invertebrate. Infrequent. What? Invertebrate. I n v e t e r a t e. Invertebrate listener. I'm not familiar with that word. Seldom Congratulations. So we've got crickets directly outside the floor-to-ceiling windows in our knock where I work. Uh, listening to them Tuesday night, I had the thought that maybe cricket noises are as annoying to female crickets as they are to people. Maybe male crickets are no more appealing to female crickets than a Jerry Lewis character cross-eyed and screaming, Ladies! Hey, ladies! <laughs> the reason they They're never, all really awkward at romance, but that's <laughs> the, all there yeah. is. The reason they never stop chirping the, throughout the night is because they never mate. They never mate because they're awkward idiots trying too hard with the wrong strategy. <laughs> Anyhow, thought I'd share yours intimate, uh, inter- intermediately casual slacks. Oh, yeah, hey. Inver- I thought he said Florida. In- huh? Did he say Florida? No, he didn't. This is another guy. I know, but I thought he also said Florida. No, no Florida. Okay. Oh, wait. No, no. Outside is, no, no, oh, no Florida. Yeah, he's in Texas. Last email comes from Maxwell. He says, help me out, guy. Dear Outlandish, this quote of your of your hilarious ramblings stick in my mind. Quote, These girls are really, really, really fat. Do not get on that bus and have sex with them. I have no idea where or when, <laughs> where or when this comes from, but it was on your show. Any recollections? 
vaguely I remember us having a conversation about tour buses full of women. This is our movie. That oh, was from our, our women mo- idea. Or that was from idea? that was from when me and Jeremy initially wrote our movie. Maybe we brought it up, and we had we were driving down the highway in this. I think I got the script on on the website. Driving down the highway, and uh, the sign on the side of it said something like like models or something like and naked models or something but it had an asterisk on it uh-huh. and on the very bottom in really small print on this banner or whatever that was on the side it was like like these girls are really really fat do not whatever you do don't pull this bus over or something i don't know what it was like you guys wrote it in junior yeah high. it was you terrible can't be, you can't be no, held no, to it's that high school all right i tried to give you a little oh. re- re- <laughs> leeway there like i was just as immature in high school as i was <laughs> I didn't age at all in yeah. high school. Thank you very much. Uh, just a couple of 3.5 things here. Okay. Um, How about 3.5 things? You bring up three and then get halfway through okay. one of them. I have to imagine if God and Satan do exist, that death is Satan's most resourceful ally. How many people probably lose their face because of a death? Oh, yeah. This is derived from something yeah. bad that happened. But I, was I, I definitely like, think it's the thing that tests your faith. The, well, your opinions on religion the most right. I mean, is when terrible things happen to good people. Right. I mean, it's like, but I mean, you know, I mean, you're, 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 you're just always devastated when somebody does end up passing away. Yeah. Even though, I mean, it's inevitable. It's always inevitable. Well, that, and supposedly if you believe in it, they're going to a good place. Right. Which is very, to be happy, which is very, I mean, like I called when I called, uh, his, uh, stepson and talked to him. He was very, I mean, he was, he was upbeat, very upbeat about it. And he's like, well, you know, he, he, he's gone to a good place now. And I was like, you know, I mean, I hope he is. I hope, I mean, for his sake, he was a great guy. Mm-hmm. I hope that that does actually exist for him because, right. and I mean, he was very upbeat about it. I and, just hope the rest of us that. Well, know. yeah, I hope. And that's, that's one of my biggest, like when somebody questions me about it, I'm like, look, I want to believe in it, but the way it's written, it makes it seems crazy to me to think that if I if a man cures AIDS, cures cancer, right. but doesn't believe, he saves thousands, millions of lives of people. But mm-hmm. because he doesn't believe in it, he's gonna go to that. Does that yeah. to me? Or alternatively, if a man goes on a killing spree and then he goes to prison and right, he finds, finds Jesus or whatever, you're good to go. Come on in, buddy. So, I mean, you know, I really hope that. If there is a God, he's just a just, you know, he's fair. He's right. Like, he's, well, I mean, I think the, like, he sees the good, and that's the thing. He should see the goodness in people's heart. I mean, like he's, yeah. if he, if he can do all the things that supposedly he can, mm-hmm. then he should be able to look into my soul and see that I'm a good person. Like, I don't want anything bad to happen to people. Or, right. Well, I mean, in my philosophies about free will and whatnot, I don't think that anybody that is actually, anybody that's a quote unquote bad person, mm-hmm. I don't think it's their fault in, right. in the, I don't, because of, you know, determinism and, 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 you know, the butterfly effect for Mm -hmm. lack of a better phrase. So, you know, in my best dreams, I think that you die and then everybody's welcomed in. And if you were bad, you know, you, you have, there's some kind of healing period or mechanism or something to make you understand. And, but then you're forgiven and everything's okay. Because if there is this world, this, this life, this, this afterlife, then, this shit right here don't matter. So why should we be judged for eternity for what we do in this tiny period of time? I mean, really, 
Yeah, I mean, because basically we're all we all start off the same way. You know, mm-hmm. we're just blank slates. Yeah, we're just blank creatures, and then we inherit based on our environment and everything the way we are. Right. I mean, what what about the per- for example, what about the person who grows up in a horrible environment, becomes a bully and an asshole, and ends up like can't control his anger and he kills somebody, never believes in God or Jesus. Everything tells you that person's going to hell, but he was he didn't he never had a fair shot right. at being a good person. So, um, it must be really it must be awkward when you see a fellow professional sports player use steroids and they're still shitty, like the player still can't hit home runs. Hey man, you shouldn't be taking steroids. I know, I know, they're illegal and they could kill me. Those are good reasons, yeah, but actually you still suck with taking them. <laughs> right. So you might as well quit. <laughs> at the same time, then you gotta then you really make the guy feel bad because maybe the steroids just gets him to the level where he can play some, but without him he would be even shittier. <laughs> right. Um this is from uh I saw saw from Matt Speaks words on Twitter. He tweeted he was like saying that, you know, I thought I was you know Something about sexism and stuff. And so he mentioned this everyday sexism, uh, at everyday sexism. And they would like talk about sexism and stuff. So this one person tweeted at everyday sexism to say, male customer on the phone to me at work asked to speak to someone technically minded. And I was like, that's not sexist. That's just him wanting to speak to somebody that knows what the fuck they're talking about technology. Right. Well, it depends on the context. We'd have to right. have heard the context. But I was just all like reading that, reading that tweet. It's like, nah. He, maybe he just wanted to talk to somebody that actually knew what they were talking about technology. I mean, like, yeah, I don't I know think... your level. I don't know your level of what you know. Because mm-hmm. I tried to look at her profile to make sure that she was technology, like, right. see if she was in IT or something like that. You know, yeah. so and was she? No, nah, she didn't um, have no. You know, one of those people didn't. Yeah, it's probably one of those situations where it's not outright, but you can tell that he's like. Uh yeah, let me can, can you just, put a guy on here yeah, because just, he knows about computers. Yeah, he knows. That's things. probably what the situation was, and it's fucking terrible. Um, I feel sorry for the fraternity guy that gets branded but puts some Neosporin anti-scarring cream on it. Like it just heals up just fine. It's <laughs> you know. like, ooh, I better. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think it would. I don't know, just like somebody that like accidentally puts some kind of healing salve on like after they get branded because they're like, ah, it cools it. Ah, it's so good. And then like a week later, you know, it's hardly anything. And, like, <laughs> He's got like a really awesome. Yeah. It's like all healed up. Like, right? dude, bro, where's your brand, man? It's like, uh, you, I, uh, I don't uh, even know how you, yeah, you, I, you, I, you gave it to me. I don't, do, do I have to go to I'm Wolverine. Game? I don't know, man. Oh, that was another thing I was thinking. It was like how Wolverine, you know, he couldn't like get any cool battle scars. Yeah. Probably, you know? <laughs> like Wolverine, you're going to do anything in these fights? Because you don't, <laughs> you always are walking away. You always by. come out uncool. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they would understand right, right. why, but still. Yeah, he's never going to have an awesome scar. Yeah. He can never get a tattoo. Right. He can't pierce himself. Yeah, I was thinking, I was wondering tattoos. I mean, does that, does that heal? I mean, like, because it's I just think it would inking, heal, right? I, I mean, think you have to assume that his body would just has... Because, you know, our bodies will reject itself? things over time. Yeah. So I think it would just be a really accelerated version of that, and it would just, like, just spit it out. Hmm. I mean, he's his hit spits out bullets, you know? So. Well, yeah, but, I mean, is inking considered, like, damaging anything? I mean, is it, like, that's what I mean. I mean, it's, like, is it just coloring it, you know? I mean, yes, because technically, what? Well, that's like saying he couldn't, a girl could never write down their phone number on his hand. <laughs> Well, that's on the surface. 
I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it might, you might be able to get a tattoo and then it would immediately heal up, but then the ink would stay there. I get the sense that his body is so super immune uh-huh. that it would detect, it would, like our bodies aren't good enough to detect that as a foreign object and spit it out. And I don't know the specifics on why it doesn't do that. His might be so fucking awesome that it's like, whoa, nope, that's not supposed to be here. And just squirts out. <laughs> Squirts. Uh, yeah, like I'm thinking, like, I'm he's thinking like a, a tattoo, and the tattoo artist gets ink squirted back <laughs> into his eye. I'm thinking it's like like a clown flower on his chest, yeah. but just on his arm. <laughs> um, but so have you watched the trailer for the Wolverine movie? No. All right. Well, do you know the premise for this Wolverine movie? Is it a? Is it's it like a in Japan. Prequel or after? It's after Wolverine oh. three, uh, X Men three. Because this Japanese stuff supposed to happen before, I thought. Right, but it's after X Men three because they talk about like the past and stuff. Okay, but which he, means it's way so, after so the original. In, or, or in, Wolverine in the preview, movie. he ends up losing his powers. Like what? they take his powers from him, like his healing power or whatever. And I was just thinking, like, do I like that premise? Like, I don't. I mean, like that's his thing. Depowering premises. De- when they depower superheroes, yeah, that's I mean, always the most unfun thing you can do. Right. I mean, I guess it's supposed to show that he's still a good person. Like, I mean, he's still going to try to, like, stop people from doing stuff. And, like, because usually that's the way depowering goes. Like, it still shows that the person. Oh, it shows that they're still a hero. Still, they, they're still. That, the power doesn't make the man. It's the man that right. makes the, you know. Like in Spider-Man 2 when he saves the uh, the people from the, uh, from the burning building after right. he had given up being Spider-Man. Right. And that's what allowed him to get back his powers. You know, and nobody... Collectively, we never bitch about that, but that's a pretty fucking silly part of that movie. Because he he decides to stop being Spider-Man, so he just stops being Spider-Man. Well, I guess... I don't remember if subconscious turns off the powers or something? Yeah, like, because he's not into it, he doesn't have the... But then as soon as he's into it, he's like... Well, it's like anxiety for him, man. Like, this... uh, I guess. He doesn't doesn't have the... Well, you know, they say that... People, mind over matter, Justin. Mind over matter. Like if you don't have the will to live, then you won't, you won't beat a, an illness. Last thing I got. I have to be pretty sick to my stomach to ever take a crap in a public restroom. <laughs> like an actual public. Restroom? Yeah, I mean, like, well, just at work. I mean, I yeah. can't. I mean, like, when I walk in and I see somebody in the stall, I'm like. I really wish there was music playing in this bathroom or yeah. some kind of audio bowl. So you tones. don't hear the you don't hear the Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, that's always the worst when it's like And I'm like <sighs> And you can I'm hear like, and they're trying to be quiet. I'm like I'm like could you really not just like clinch for like the f- two or three minutes I'm I in need here? To pee. But then you'd have like he's waiting on you. But then, like, you can't pee yeah, because he's, he's there. Yeah, right. It's like, I've, I've, I've had times where I go into the bathroom. And I don't have to worry about that oh, in our building. Right. Um, but in the past where I go in there and it's like, oh, there's somebody in here. I don't have to pee. You know, like, if you have to pee really bad, then it's just going to happen. But, like, when you kind of have to pee, but not it's enough to, like, to turn around a little bit and just to like, pee I'll come when back. It's like, yeah, so sometimes I've definitely gone in there and just been like, Waited, and then I'll try to make it seem like you did. And then I'll kind of no, because there's no, there, you know, there's no fool in anybody. So I'll kind of try to make a noise like, like I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed at me too, guy. Hey, hey man, I'm annoyed hey. at my bladder. Hey, I'm I'm trying. I just, I just, you're there. You should really just talk to it one time, like just to see what people people react. <laughs> All right, come on, man. Come on, guy. Come on. Come on. 
I know he's back there looking. We've been, I know. I know. <laughs> Look, he I know he's, he's not going to hurt us. He's not. He's not paying. You know, he's he can't see you. Just he's not going to see his pee. Come on, come it's on, okay. Just come on. Just, really uh, there you go. There, uh, 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 good boy. Uh, <laughs> and then make some slapping sounds like you're patting something. <laughs> good boy. Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> all right. That's all we got for episode two thirty six. <laughs> That's farting. That's your fart. You yeah. should get Dave on it on the podcast. Like when I'm talking about the farts. Uh, thanks for this episode two thirty six of Atlantis Podcast. Like send us an email, you can do so at lettersatlanticpodcast.com. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at Cast. You can follow uh, me at AtlantisMatt. Uh, you can follow Jeremy Atlantis Jerry. You can follow Justin at AtlantisBeats. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash outlandishpodcast. Thanks for listening to episode 236, and we will catch you in 237. Bye. Sayonara, suckers. Say, right, there you go. Say, thank you for listening to Outlandish. Thank you, Outlandish. Good enough. <laughs>